0: Hey, I'm Wyatt Welch, and you're listening to Echo Talk. Hello there, and welcome back to another episode of Echo Talk. My name is Wyatt Welch, and it was just my 24th birthday. So welcome to the 24th episode of Echo Talk. I did not plan this. It just conveniently worked out that way, and I am so excited happy that it did end up exactly how I wanted it to. So for today, what it's going to be is I have 24 lessons or advice, tips, life hacks, if you will, to survive your 20s. So if you have already passed your 20s, then maybe i will help you survive your, your 30s and on. And if you're getting into your 20s or if you're uh, still in your 18, 19 eras, then be prepared because the 20s will hit you hard. As we all learned with 2020, the 20s are seem fun, but they do hit you quite hard. So I'm excited for that later today, but first we have to start off with our pyramid. Our pyramid comes from the inspiration of the Mario movie, which yes, I did go see on April 5th when it came out. I went to the nine o'clock showing with all of my friends and they all dressed up as Mario characters and we got to enjoy the Mario movie. You guys, I loved it so much. I, as a Mario fan, I was so pleased. I mean, critics, I guess, are saying that the the movie itself doesn't have a great plot, but I felt it was fine. It's a Mario movie. I don't know what we were expecting. It's not a William Shakespeare play. We came to see a Mario movie and it delivered. All the Easter eggs that I had inside of it, the nostalgia it had with all the music playing from all the different games, truly, truly was amazing. So my pyramid for this week is if I had to spend a day at the mall coconut mall, if you will. That's a little inside Mario joke for those of you who don't get it, then you're just not as cool as us who do get it. Anyways, if I had to spend a day at the mall with a Mario character, this is my pyramid of who I would spend my time with. Starting at the bottom of the pyramid, actually, is Mario himself. I feel that is as if Mario and I went on a little mall adventure together. It wouldn't be the best of times. It wouldn't be the worst. We'd probably stop by the food court. I'd get a slice of pizza. He'd get a slice of pizza, maybe some pasta, a baked ziti, and that would be it. That would about be all that we have in common. So I couldn't really see me and Mario having the best of time at the mall. So that's why he is at the bottom of my pyramid. Next up on the list would be Bowser. I think Bowser would be kind of like the cool edgy skater kid that you'd hang out with, like the, the one in high school that Everyone's a little bit afraid of, but you'd be like, oh yeah, that'd be kind of fun to spend a day with him. We'd probably go to Zoomies, probably the van store, and maybe he'd like smoke a cigarette out back while I watched him. Like That's that's how I could feel around the mall. I think I would just like to be with Bowser a little bit more than Mario, just for the cool aspect. Because then people would talk about it as they see me in the mall and be like, oh my gosh, did you see who was with Bowser? Wyatt. How did he get so cool? Did he get to hang out with Bowser? But that's all the appeal. I think I'd spend most of my day with Bowser at the mall pretty afraid, and maybe he'd sing Peaches, Peaches, Peaches. Maybe that's the nice thing that he would sing to me. And if you don't get that reference, you have to go watch the Mario movie. Next up on my pyramid is Toad. I feel like Toad would be a great neutral choice for the mall. I feel like this is how we'd start our day. We'd go into the food court, we'd get a soft pretzel, and we'd talk and gab, and we'd go to all the stores. I think Toad would like Aeropostale a lot, which is not my brand. He'd also probably really like Rue 21. And then maybe we could go to like the the laser arcade and we play some video games. I think that would be a good experience with me and Toad. Next up on the pyramid within our top three is Princess Peach. Okay, can you imagine the shopping spree that me and Princess Peach would have? We would go to Cotton On, we would go to H&M, we would go to Forever 21, and she would slay all those outfits. Slay, slay, all day, Peach, princess, hip, hip, hooray. I came up with that all by myself on the fly. Aren't you pretty proud of me? Anyways, Peach was kind of a bad A in the movie. And I liked that they took the approach of her not being this helpless damsel in distress, but she was actually kind of a cool character, like a a leader as how she should be if she's running a kingdom. So to be able to be with her in the mall, and if there was any mean girls at the mall, she would shut it down. She'd say, she'd walk right up to him and say, what are you laughing at? Not at me, I hope, because it's not funny. And that's the kind of energy I want from Princess Peach. Anyways, I feel like we would have a good time. We would text. We had send some Snapchats to some people. We'd have a good time. Second to first. So second place, I guess you could say is what we would call it here in, in this land. Second place goes to Luigi. I have always loved Luigi I think he's such a cool character I loved Luigi's mansion I like playing him in the video games when I get the option to choose between Mario or Luigi I will always choose Luigi I feel like Luigi just has a kinder heart he's more sensitive he's more like me in a way so I feel like me and Luigi we just we would laugh we would giggle we would have fun we'd shop around and it would just I would feel safe with Luigi and that's what I want I want to be able to feel safe with the Mario character and Luigi is probably who I'd feel the most safe with, but the person at the top of my list is the person that I just picture a perfect day at the mall with, and can you guess who it is? Drum roll, please. Yoshi. Yoshi. I wish my friend Maddie was here because she could do a killer Yoshi impression, but Yoshi, this is what I picture for Yoshi. We, okay, we ride up to the mall. We don't even need a car. I'm riding on Yoshi's back and we're zooming in. We go pick up some new pair of vans. We're rocking it, we're kicking it. We skateboard around the mall on scooters, or uh, he has a skateboard, I've got a scooter, and we're hitting the ramps. We're playing laser tag. We're doing all the fun things that we want. I'm eating fruit and pretzels. He's eating fruit and pretzels. We stop by the little, what's it called? We stop in and get a picture together camera, photo booth. I owned a photo booth business and I couldn't even think of what it was. A photo booth. We'd take some photos in there. It's the best day ever. Could you imagine a day at the mall with Yoshi? There's nothing more perfect sounding than that. So that's of course why Yoshi is at the top of my pyramid of this week. So I want to know who would you spend your day at the mall with as a Mario character? Do you agree with my choices? Do you disagree? Is Mario your main priority? Is Bowser your main top choice? Let me know. I want to know which Mario character you would spend the day at the mall with. All right, on to our topic of today, which is the life lessons or advice that you've been given, and my twenty-four tips to surviving your twenties. Now, like I said, I just, I just celebrated my birthday on April eighth, and I turned twenty-four. So I thought this would be kind of a fun thing. Which I have to talk really quick about my birthday because everyone made me feel so loved about it. Uh, like I said, we went to the Mario movie, so I had a bunch. I saw a bunch of friends there. I did my 73 questions Vogue video, which thank you again to Kaylee and to Maddie for putting that together. It was so much fun to do. Thank you guys for watching it and liking it, giving me your feedback on it. It was so much fun to do. And then on my birthday, I went to a club. I went to Waikiki in Salt Lake and we did dance. (laughs) So I don't normally drink, but on this night, I was like, I feel safe. I'm around people that I feel safe with. So I'm gonna drink and I'm gonna have fun and you know, I we had a designated driver, so everyone was safe there. But as we pull up to the club, I was five shots in before I even got inside. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was a delicious blue raspberry kind of alcohol thing that I tried and it was really good. So I get inside, we go downstairs to the silent disco and I'm having the time of my life. I'm dancing and everyone else around there is dancing. And then we go upstairs because at 11 o'clock was the drag show. So we go upstairs to the drag show. We're cheering them on. I get another drink called the fish bowl, which has a bunch of nerds and candy inside of it. So that was amazing in its own. And I want another one right now, but... As we're watching the drag show, we get to halftime or intermission, and they say that they need a dancer. They need some dancers on stage and that there's gonna be a competition for a lip sync battle. So me and my six drinks in, or five shots, one drink in, I have the confidence of an entire cheerleading team. And I raise my hand up, my friends are volunteering me, and I'm like, I would like to go. So they call me on stage, And I'm going up against these two other girls who are acting as a pair. So they're on their own team against me and then this other guy. So they are so like, okay, good luck. This is going to be a dance, uh, a lip sync battle. And don't worry, I think everyone will know this song. And I start to panic because I'm wondering like, whoa, what if I don't know the song? What if, what if it's something I don't know? And as the worry is starting to set into my brain, they start playing TikTok by Kesha. And I swear, I did not skip a beat as soon as that song played, I jumped right into it, choreography and all. I was all up on that stage, dancing, shaking every part of my body that I was given. (laughs) And I had so much fun. There was, I'm sure you guys probably saw my story, but I did a death, death fall, death, I think death fall, something like that, something like that. And I hit my head on the stage so hard. But as I was all that alcohol in, I didn't feel a thing. So I, I bounced right back up and I was ready to go. And I would like to say I won that competition. I mean, granted, they were like, they said everyone won, but they were like, yeah, girls, you did a great job. Other guy, you did a great job, but Wyatt, like your dance moves. Like, do you want our job? So technically everyone won, but they announced it like I won. So I'm going to take that victory for myself for my birthday there. But yeah. Oh, uh, so, anyways, I thought after I got off the stage, I was like, I'm going to throw up at the club. I'm going to be the person who throws up. But I chugged some water, felt fine. The next day was Easter, which I felt much better than two, except for the fact that I had bitten my tongue so hard. When I fell down and hit my head, I just didn't feel it. I fell down, bit it so hard that it cut through my tongue. I had two teeth marks on the side of my tongue where my little canine vampire teeth are, bit through my tongue. And it's been healing ever since. So Easter, I barely ate anything. Today's been better, but it was it was rough for a second there. But it was all worth it because I won the lip sync competition. I've been preparing for <laughs> I've been preparing for that moment for my entire life since junior high practicing TikTok on what's it called? Just Dance with Kesha. I knew the moves, so I threw those into the mix a little bit, got down on all fours, started crawling towards the audience. I it was a movie character moment and It was a perfect birthday episode. It was a birthday tribute to me. So just had to get that out of the way, had to talk about my birthday experience. But I thought it would be fun to share 24 life lessons or tips, I guess, on what I have taken from my 24 years of life, from things I've learned from other people, things I've learned from myself, things I've just seen in others, or even TV shows. And it's all from serious to funny to like, oh, that's actually a good life hack. So I've also asked for your guys' input on some of these here too, so I'll share those at the end. But first, I wanna share my 24 life lessons on surviving your 20s. Now, really quickly, I just wanna say, I do my best to follow these rules or try to take this advice. Doesn't mean I'm perfect at it. Doesn't mean that I think it's the you know the one and only all. These are just the things that I like to try to live by or try to follow because, I don't know, I, I like the values in these lessons or things. If you disagree with that, that's perfectly fine. But I just these are the rules that I try to follow and I have found helpful. So with that all being said, let's get started with number one. Is when you're at a meal with someone, put your phone down. So if you're at lunch with someone, if you are grabbing a drink, like a little Dutch Bros, if you're with someone one-on-one in those kind of settings, put your phone down. You don't have to be Snapchatting, you don't have to be on TikTok. You don't you can put your phone down for a 30-minute meal and be completely fine. Same thing without out at groups if you are with groups at dinner just put your phone away because to me when I have when I have a dinner and someone's on their phone I just feel like I'm not captivating enough for them or I'm not interesting enough for them when they have their phone which is a complete reflection of how I view myself right it's a it's my perspective on it, but I just don't want to make other people feel that way either. So I have found that when I have put my phone down at a meal, I'm able to have better, deeper conversations with my friends, with my family. It's something that we had growing up is if we were eating together as a family that we'd put our phones away and we would just have conversations or things like that. So that's my number one tip. Number two, know you're enough, show you're enough. This was my advice I gave in high school and I still find it pretty profound. I said it once and it kind of just stays true. You have to know that you are enough for for this world. You have to know that you're enough for others, but you also have to show it, right? If you're if you're going into auditions, this can apply to so many things, but this would just be the example I use. If you're going into auditions, you have to know that you are more than enough for for these things, right? Jo- job interviews. You have to know that you are qualified. You can do this. But you also have to show it. You have to be able to show, like, hey, I am capable of doing this. I am great. I'm wonderful. And if you don't get it, you have, that's when you have to know it. You're like, all right, just wasn't my time, but I know that I'm enough, it doesn't degrade me anything. But you know, it kind of goes hand in hand. Know you're enough, but also show you're enough. Anyways, I've beat a dead horse with that off advice, but that's something that I've stuck with since high school and I came up with, so congrats Wyatt. Number three, when it's offered, take it. This comes from my Mimi. So she one time was offering me money and it was like five bucks. I was like, oh no, you don't have to do that. And she goes, okay, and then took it back. And see her advice is there is like, if someone's offering you something, take it, right? I mean, of course, I'd say this isn't like a complete rule of thumb every single time. Cause there are some times when you do, when you should decline something. Uh, I'd say gifts over $50, that's probably when I'd be like, hey, like, are you really sure about this? I I don't, you know. But gifts under 50 bucks, if someone's offering to buy you a drink, if someone's offering to buy you, uh, you know, give you 10 bucks or someone's offering to buy dinner for you, you know, don't decline it. I think we kind of have developed this sense of we have to play the back and forth of, no, you don't have to do that for me. No, it's okay. Okay, fine. But just when it's offered, you can just say, oh my gosh, that's so nice of you. Thank you. I appreciate that because it's a gift. When I'm offering it to some, when I'm offering something to someone else, I'm not wanting them to fight me on it. I just want them to take the gift. So that's a good piece of advice is when it's offered, take it. And my grandma did give me my $5 back after that whole conversation. So it all ended happy. Number four, drink water when you're feeling tired or unmotivated. This was a huge one I learned last summer, and it's probably based on science. But this is just simple. When you need a recharge, especially in the mornings, if you need to wake up, water, cold water will wake you up better than coffee does. It's, it's amazing. Number five, a shower can restart your day. So when I feel like when I feel unmotivated in the day, like let's say around four, four o'clock and I feel disgusting. I don't feel like I've achieved anything. I'm just in a bad mental state. What I do is I chug a, chug a thing of water and I go take a shower and I restart completely. So I'll get changed from all different clothes. I'll take a shower, wash my body and I'll hop out. And it feels like my day has started over again. So if you aren't feeling motivated, try taking a shower. That's a great way to restart your day to kind of feel like you have a new slate of things so you don't have to feel unproductive. It's kind of cool. Number six, fight actively for your friends and family, I should say, friends and family. So so this is something I actually learned from my friend, Callie. Callie has been one of those people that will fight for me completely. And my other friends do, but I have seen it from Callie countless times. So when I was out in public, there was a stranger who was being kind of rude to me. And I'm sure we'll tell this story because she's going to be on this podcast coming up here soon. But there was a stranger being mean to me and Callie was up to bat for me. I didn't even have the chance to really chime in because Callie was already there defending me and rightfully so. So find those friends that are going to do that for you too and be that friend for others. Don't be the friend that is talking bad behind someone's back. Don't be the friend that is tearing others down. I mean, I get that some things happen and sometimes we do need to talk about it to de-stress. But if you have a friend that you truly care for or family member that you truly care for, fight for them in front of their backs and fight for them behind their backs. Simple advice. Number seven, love yourself, you are cool. I struggle with this one. I do love myself but I don't think I'm cool a lot of times. I feel like I'm very nerdy or weird, I guess, which I am weird and nerdy, but I don't feel like I fit in with a cool crowd, I guess, but I feel like I fit in with my crowd perfectly. So my crowd is, am I just calling the people around me not cool? That's not what I'm trying to say. I don't feel cool, but you have to understand is that cool looks different to a lot of different people. So just because you may not look like the typical 2000s high school kid cool doesn't mean that you're not. You just have to find the right people and then you'll feel cool. So love yourself. You are cool. Number eight, work like Leslie Nope. This is something I learned from my friend Tana, who is a Leslie Nope in real life, is when you are dedicating your effort into your work, it's going to make you feel so much better. This is something that I've been struggling with recently. I've had kind of a slump in my own personal work life of just I'm finding a hard time being motivated, having a hard time, you know, doing this. But when I start to really dive into it and I get prepared, I get on top of things. I start to feel more accomplished and I start to feel better about myself, about her, about my work life. So when you are feeling a uh, Leslie Nope from Parks and Rec, when you are feeling down about yourself at work, say what would Leslie Nope do? and do that. It's kind of a it's kind of a refresher. It's like a shower at work, but in an appropriate setting, I guess. <laughs> Number nine, invest in your clothing or items. This is one that I've definitely taken into consideration. I used to be someone who would buy the $3 shirts at Cotton On or Rue 21, and then I would not wear them. I would wear them once and be done with them, or sometimes not even wear them at all. I was just like, oh, it's cheap. I can buy it. That's great. Until I started to realize, like, I don't even like that fashion. I just bought it because it was cheap. And I wouldn't buy shirts that were over like 10 bucks. But I started to realize that I do like this stuff over $10. And sometimes there's great deals, which, yeah, that works out perfect. But just because it's on sale doesn't mean I need to buy it. And I would actually start to save money because I wouldn't spend money on four $3 shirts. And I'd be like, maybe I just want to save up for that one $15 shirt and then wear that. So same thing with items. I started to really slow down on buying those fast, like produced items, I guess you could say. So on Amazon, the cheap things, I would actually try to invest and say, okay, what am I going to want to invest in for furniture? I'm not gonna just wanna buy something that could work for now. I want it to work five years from now too. So even though it's a little bit more expensive and maybe you have to save up for it or work a little bit harder for it, I would definitely recommend investing in your clothing and items. Number 10 kind of goes hand in hand with that, which is get underwear and socks that you love. Some people get just the basic cloth underwear, like the Hanes underwear, and that's great if you're fine with that. But you start off each day in a pair of socks and underwear, so why not start off in some underwear or socks that you love, that you feel confident in? I made the decision probably about four or five years ago to get rid of all my underwear and socks and just start with Calvin Klein ones to start brand new with only Calvin Klein socks and underwear. And I know it sounds silly to some people, but that really does start off my day where I feel confident in myself. And if we can take socks and underwear to make ourselves feel even a little bit more confident, that's a great step, start there. And then you can start building on that. But if something as silly as socks and underwear make you feel better about yourself, then do it. Number 11, know how to cook at least five different meals. I think this is just an important one because you have to be able to fend for yourself in life. You can't you can't just rely on other people to cook for you, and you can't just rely on boxed dinners. So I'm talking about how to follow a recipe and actually cook a meal. Not just a, like an entree, but an actual meal. I say entree like I'm thinking of like a Chick-fil-A sandwich, but you have to know how to cook the fries. You have to know how to make the sweet tea. You know, have to know how to make the sauces. I, Anyways, one of the meals I love is a Cajun chicken pasta. So I love cooking that for my friends and family. I just learned how to make, I know it sounds silly and not like an actual meal, but a gourmet grilled cheese that Starbucks makes. So it's just a little bit fancier, but it's super easy and it tastes delicious. Anyways, just having those kind of meals, at least five different ones is going to set you up for success because then you can impress other people when you cook for them too. Uh, number 12, three, two, one it. This is my thing I've talked about in my previous Episode, I think, about like how to survive or pursuit of survivalness. That was a fun episode. But three, two, one, it is when you have something difficult that you need to get done, or it's something difficult that you need to talk about. I sometimes find the a hard time of like, how do I just get it started? I need to just say it. I need to just do it. So if I just go in my mind three, two, one, and then just say it it takes away that stress and anxiety. And it usually most of the time gets me to do that thing or have that conversation. That's how I came out to my family. That's how I came out to my friends. This is also how I do my dishes when I don't want to do them. So it works for a variety of things. Just say, okay, I'm going to do it in three, two, one, go. And then you do it. Amazing. Number 13, apologize when you're wrong. I think this is a, One that I still can struggle with, and I think this is a one that some other people struggle with too. i learned this with just some friendships growing up is that when you make mistakes, it's okay. Everyone makes mistakes, but what's not okay is when we can't take accountability for them. Or an apology is not a sorry but, or a sorry, I just did it because, no. Uh, An apology is I'm sorry, right? It does, I don't need to hear your explanation. You don't need to hear my explanation as to why I hurt your feelings or you don't need to hear my explanation of why I felt justified in doing what I did. All you need to hear is when I'm apologizing is, I am sorry, right? I will try not to do it again. I will do my best to better my mistakes. So make sure it doesn't happen again. Try to make it up. But you don't need to hear why I felt justified in doing what I did. I don't think I want to hear that either in an apology. No one does. We just want to hear a flat out, I am sorry. I will try to be better next time. Number 14, stand up for yourself. So actively fight for yourself too. This is a tough one because I think growing up, I was very scared of being disrespectful to others. And we kind of grew up in that, you know, adults are, are the authority, adults are never wrong kind of mentality. And that's not necessarily true. I mean, there's definitely a fine line because I feel like some kids grow up nowadays where they think that they have the same authority as adults and that's not as true either. You know, there's a fine line. So, it's hard to find your it's hard to find yourself and how to stick up for yourself when you are a kid of being like well it's disrespectful if you talk back to an adult. But also adults can be wrong sometimes and kids can be right. So, I think there's a very fine line here, but if you ever are feeling disrespected by someone, there's a respectful way to stand up for yourself too. It doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be sassy or rude. It could just be like, "Hey, the way that you're talking to me right now is not okay." And I've taken this approach with, you know, with working with kids. I've taken it with adults too. Um, You know, it kind of just, it states of how you're feeling of, hey, hey, what you're saying to me is hurting my feelings. Or, hey, how you are treating me right now, I do not appreciate it. Right? These are kind of things that aren't disrespectful. It's just saying, hey, I deserve to be treated with more respect than what you are showing me right now. Anyways, I'm going to move on from... I'm gonna move on from that one just because I know that there is such a fine line. But if you feel like you need to stand up for yourself, do it. Number 15, trust your gut. I work with kids all the time, and we teach this thing called "listen to your uh-oh feeling." That feeling inside of your gut of when you feel like something is wrong—that's our body's saying, like that's our body's alarm system. So sometimes our body knows that we're not safe before our own mind does. So more than more than half the time, if you get a feeling about something, trust it. If you're feeling unsafe in a situation, even if it seems silly to others, trust your gut. I think some of my some of my girlfriends kind of can relate to this. Of some, they'll be telling me about an experience that they had with a stranger, and you know they they're worried about it, but they took precautions. They're like I know it seems silly, but I'm like, no. If I was feeling that way, I would want to do the same thing. So just know that if you are following your gut, if you're trusting your gut because you don't feel safe in a situation, and you do something you know, a little dramatic of driving to a police station just because someone was taking the same two turns as you, then go for it, you know, better safe than sorry. So trust your gut, even if it makes you seem a little bit crazy. Number 16, clean before you go on a trip. I think this is one of the best pieces of advice I've ever been given. So when I come home from a trip, the last thing I want to do is come home to a dirty house where I have to be reminded, oh my gosh, I have to clean. So, what I do before every trip is one, I will clean everything. I'll wash my sheets. So, when I get home, I can sleep in some clean bed sheets. It's bed made completely. And when I get home from the vacation, it's like a new stay for me. So, I don't have to worry about refreshing or tidying up. It's just already done. And it's a, such a great peace of mind to have. Number 17 if someone could pay you to not buy it, don't buy it. I actually learned this one from an old friend, and it's kind of genius. So when you're at TJ Maxx and you're looking at a shirt and you're like, oh, I don't know if I should get this or not. Ask yourself, okay, if this is $20, if someone paid me $20 not to buy the shirt, would I take the $20? And if your answer is, yeah, I'd take the 20 bucks, then you don't need the shirt. If someone were to pay you, if someone were to try to offer you 20 bucks and you're like, no, I still want this shirt, then yeah, get it. And this has actually, I have found out more and more, I think I do have a problem with shopping. I I go to shopping when I'm happy. I go to shopping when I'm sad. It's kind of an unhealthy thing, but this has helped me curb it a little bit of, of really following this advice. If someone could pay you not to buy it, then don't buy it. Number 18, go to the movies alone. I went to the movies alone a lot, especially pre-pandemic, and I haven't been able to do so since then. But Going to the movies alone provided such an amazing experience because you don't have to worry about anyone else. It's just kind of a solo adventure and it helps. Fun fact, it helps build resilience, ha ha ha, because you're able to go do something by yourself. So maybe it's not the movies, but my specific advice is go to a movie theater, see a movie by yourself. You get to enjoy it. Treat yourself to a popcorn, to a dinner beforehand. Go to dinners by yourself too. Number 19, some friends are just for fun. Know the difference. So this is something that I really struggled with especially in my younger 20s. I was really wanting every single person I came into contact to be a a friend for life, right? To be my ride or die, to have my back in every situation. And that's just not the case. There are some friends out there who are just going to be a great time, right? They're fun at parties, they're fun to hang out with, but they aren't going to be the friend that you want to rely on. They're not going to be your 911 call, right? They they're just going to be there for fun, and that's okay. I know that I am that friend for some people, and that's what I can give to them. And I know that for some other people, I am their ride or die. I would be their 911 call. And you just have to realize that not everyone's going to be able to give you exactly what you want from them. So if you're okay with just having someone in your life as a fun friend, then that's perfect, right? You, you can count on them for that. But if they you know aren't able to offer you that, that 911 call friendship you know you have to understand that a person can only offer so much as well so it's kind of a it's kind of a hard thing to not take it personal when you do put someone in your top 5 and you start to realize that maybe you're not in theirs that's okay i mean of course it sucks but it's it shouldn't be a personal thing it's just one of those things of like okay that's what they can offer me they can offer you know having a good time out and that's that's all that they can do. And if you're okay with that, great. And if you're not, then you can find some other friends that are going to be your ride or die. Anyways, be another dead horse there. We're moving on to number 20 Dance It Out. I learned this one from Grey's Anatomy, actually. There was a scene in which Callie, Callie Torres, I think that's her name, was a doctor and she was having a stressful time. So she went and just got into her underwear, put in some AirPods or earbuds or whatever, and danced to music. And I was like, well, I want to try that. So I did exactly that. I got into my underwear, just danced it out with AirPods in. And I don't know what it is about just dancing in your underwear to music, but it is so therapeutic. So if you need a a complete shake it out moment, dance to some Taylor Swift in your underwear. Go for it, girl. Just do something fun. It's kind of fun to just be silly like that. Which brings us to 21. Be stupid and goofy and do it for the plot. So I... Still struggle with this one sometimes, but I have to just remember, it's so much more fun to be stupid and goofy, to go the extra mile, to do it for the plot, right? To dress up in costumes to go see a Mario movie. You might get some weird looks, but people are gonna like it. I ran into actually some students who I used to babysit for and they loved the costume and it just made some people smile and it made me smile too. So it was just fun to be stupid and goofy. And also I think it's so important for kids to see adults be stupid and goofy as well. To know that, oh, being an adult actually can be fun. It doesn't have to all be serious. So stupid and goofy is the right way to go. And if you are ever struggling of like, well, I don't want to look stupid. Well, maybe I want to go talk to this person, but I don't want to get rejected. Do it for the plot. Maybe you're going to get a hard rejection and you'll cry about it today, but you'll laugh about it next week when you're telling your friends the story. It's perfect. It's, I think Kate McKinnon said that She prefers bad, like terrible parties over good parties because they make much better stories. And it's completely true. So if you ever are struggling to do something because you're scared, maybe don't have the confidence, do it for the plot. Feel free to be stupid and and goofy. Number 22, 22, I had to do it. Compliment strangers. I don't think there's a better way to brighten up someone's day than just a compliment. Like, hey, your hair looks really good today. Or I like your shirt that you're wearing. Anytime someone says it to me, it's an instant confidence boost. I just got these brand new shoes from Vegas. And every, every time that someone compliments them, I'm like, yes, they are good shoes. That was a good purchase. So just compliment strangers. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be creepy. So compliment them and move on. 23, make small events big, celebrate it. This is one of my favorite things I actually had when I had a giant friend group, we would celebrate. We had a moment where we would celebrate every single holiday, even the small ones. So we made it a giant party and it was so much fun, even just dressing up in silly things or like wearing the color purple, just because we're like, we're going to go to the mall today. Let's all wear purple. Making those small events big just made the whole experience so much more fun. It was goofy and silly. So whenever you can, if you're getting together with a family, I know I've done this a couple times with my family get togethers, but just be like, okay, I want to bring a silly hat and wear it. And some people will do it, some people won't, but it just makes the whole event so much more fun. I don't know what it is, but it's just celebrating life's small moments in a big way. And then last one, are you guys ready for it? 24. Help others shine. The most cheesy one of all, but I truly believe that one of my purposes on Earth as a human, as Wyatt Welch, is to help others shine. I think that I am surrounded by some of the most incredible people on this earth and I love to see them succeed in what they are doing. Even from high school or elementary school, I have friends from elementary school that I still kind of keep tabs on and we may not talk all the time, but just seeing them being able to live their lives and become moms, become dads, become actresses, become flight attendants and you know work on actual movies. It's so cool to see all these people that I I've known and they hear their dreams about like oh one day I want to one day I want to star in a movie and now Riley Jensen is starring in a movie or you know someone saying well one day I want to be able to have the confidence to to leave you know this this tough thing and you know it's so empowering to me to see my friends and family do this so that's my final piece of advice is when you have the chance to help others shine to help reach their potential to to share to show them off in some sort of way I'd say jump at the opportunity because it never... Someone said it on a Pinterest quote or something, and I'm probably going to get copyrighted, but just know it's not my words. It will never dull your sparkle to help someone else shine. Kind of cute, right? I don't know who said it, but someone out there said it, probably on Pinterest, but that's completely true. It will never dull your sparkle to help someone else shine, right? Everyone's going to have their own moment in the sun, in the glittering sparkles, and just, just because it's someone else's doesn't mean that your time isn't coming. So yeah, those are my 24 pieces of advice. You may have listened and thought those were terrible pieces of advice and I won't take them. That's completely okay. I have taken them and I'm still trying to get better at a lot of them and try to follow them. But that has just been what's worked for me so far. So now for the last couple of minutes, I just wanted to share some advice that you guys have shared with me. I asked you guys, what is your best piece of advice that you have been given. So someone said, making my bed every day, no matter what. Absolutely. I wanted to include this one in my 24 reasons, but making my bed is the best start to the morning. And I know it sounds so stupid, but when I get home from work and I can just crash down onto a beautiful made bed, it's one of the best feelings in the world. So yeah, completely agree with that. Someone said, if someone is making you happy, I guess, I, should I say your names? I'll say your name. So Dave said that, making my bed every day no matter what. So thank you, Dave. Kaylee says, if something is making you happy, then you don't need to feel bad about doing it, even if it goes against social norms or might seem weird to an outsider. Absolutely, right? Kind of goes with that one rule I'd said of, like, love yourself, you're cool. Just because it may not be cool to someone else doesn't mean that you aren't cool. Absolutely. Tommy said, if it's a good idea will still be a good idea tomorrow. I could also relate this to shopping. If I want to buy it today, I would also probably still want to hope to buy it next week. If I don't, then it was not a good purchase. So yeah, completely agree with that. Now someone else said, or Jaden said, may you always remember to enjoy the road, especially when it was hard. I would agree with this. Even in the hard parts of my life, the hardest parts of my life, there's still some things that I can take away from it and be like, yeah, that, I did learn a lesson there. And doesn't mean I, I loved every second of it, But I can still appreciate that, hey, there were some people that stuck with me through that. And I loved that. Or, hey, there was this little bit of advice I learned. You know, I learned to dance it out during those super sad times. And it helped. So I think we can take a little bit of good with us everywhere we go. I completely agree. Tana says, what you think of me is none of my business and everything is about perspective. I love this. I mean, we are not going to be everyone's favorite person in the world. And this is... It's easy to know, but it's hard to practice because I feel like as soon as I can pick up on someone that doesn't like me, instantly like, well, what can I do differently to make them like me? Or well, how am I, how can I change myself to make them, you know, tolerate me more or to make them want to like me? And that's where it becomes problematic because I love myself absolutely the way I am and I shouldn't have to change myself to make someone else think that I'm cool or think that they should like me. I'm not out to prove myself to others. I know my worth and I'm going to show my worth and if someone can't see it, then that's on them. That's on them and that's okay. And the next thing, do cool things when the opportunity comes because it might not come later. Oh my gosh, this comes from my friend Haley. Haley is incredible. She's one of my friends from high school and junior high who I love to see shine. Haley was always talking about how she would love to travel and now seeing her go out to different countries and to work abroad to work with these students, it's so cool. So yes, I think this piece of advice came from the perfect person of Haley. She's jumped at these cool opportunities and she has made life like she has made life so much better because she's so amazing, so cool. So thank you, Haley. Two more before we are done for today, our second to last one. you don't have to ask permission to make your own choices. Absolutely, this one comes from my friend Kelsey. If we are constantly having to ask permission from friends or family or seek approval for our choices from friends or family, that's not living your own life. That's living by someone else's standards. I mean, does it mean we're going to make the right choices all the time or that everyone's going to agree with our choices all the time? But hey, at least you're the ones making them and it could be your mistake to learn from. Now, I'd say this. Take it with a grain of salt, with all of these pieces of advice, right? There are exceptions to some of these rules or pieces of advice. But yeah, absolutely. We shouldn't have to ask permission to make your own choices in life. All right, last. Oh, so thank you, Kelsey. Last one. Don't measure your success on what others think, but how you've changed for the better. That comes from my friend, Joseph. Sometimes success is going to come faster to others than it will to us. Kind of goes back to the help others shine just because someone else is shining right now doesn't mean that you have missed your moment or that your moment is not going to come it just means that it's not your moment right now and yours will come later so thank you so much for submitting those if you did answer a question i post my my polls on my personal page i try to share them on echo talk too but i just have more friends on my personal page right now But if you would like to be caught up on all of the episodes, on all the content that I post, if you want to see our pyramids, check out Echo Talk on Instagram. If you liked what you heard today and you liked it a lot, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's one of the best ways to help get my podcast out there to share it with more people. Um, Something exciting, I haven't shared this. We have like a solid group of 37, 37 to 40 people who listen every single episode. And of course, there's... like. 40, 50 more people that listen on top of that. But hey, that's pretty cool that at least like 40 of you are like with me every single time. So thank you so much to you 40, 37, however many people. And thank you to everyone else. Subscribe to Apple Music, subscribe to Spotify or whatever you listen on. And I will catch you guys next week with another episode. Goodbye.